From Washington, this is CQ on Congress, the nonpartisan source for in-depth analysis of Capitol Hill's policy debates. I am Sean Zeller. Admiral Michael Rogers, who oversees the Defense Department's cybersecurity efforts, told the Senate Armed Services Committee this week that Russia is up to it again, meddling in the 2018 election. But he added that the president, Donald Trump, has not yet given him direction on how to respond. Gopal Ratnam, CQ's cybersecurity reporter, is tracking the response on Capitol Hill and is here to tell us about it. Thanks, Gopal. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Sean. So, Gopal, what did Roger say that Russia is up to? Roger said a couple of things. I believe that President Putin has clearly come to the conclusion there's little price to play here. Bingo. And that, therefore, I can continue this activity. Yes. Um, everything, both as a director of NSA and what I see in the Cyber Command side, leads me to believe that if we don't change the dynamic here, this is going to continue. And 2016 won't be viewed as something isolated. This is something will be sustained over time. You would need basically to be directed by the president through the Secretary of Defense. To yes, sir. As I, in fact, I mentioned that in my statement. Have you been directed to do so, given the strategic threat that faces the United States and the significant consequences you recognize already? No, I have not. Number two, he said that he has certain tools that he can use to stop what Russia is doing at its origins. Those were his words. But he said he hadn't gotten any specific directions from the president or the secretary of defense to do those things. So those are the two things that he said. So the things Russia did during 2016 were what? They they hacked into Democratic Party computers and released emails. And they ran advertisements, right, on social media. They, they drummed up um, social media campaigns against Hillary Clinton. Right. They did uh, three different things, actually. So the two of them that you mentioned, one is uh, that they hacked into the Democratic National Committee, and they also hacked into um, Hillary Clinton's, uh, one of the chief campaign advisors, private emails. And they also did all the social media engineering. They did uh, not only advertising, they also had a whole uh, num- a lot of people who were pretending to be Americans, but actually Russians, um, trying to get Americans worked up on so many different number of things. Um, but they also attempted to break into state election security systems. And we know that because the Department of Homeland Security has said 21 different states were targeted. And in the last couple of weeks, there have been a couple of reports saying that of the 21 there were at least six states where the Russian entities did in fact manage to penetrate the systems even though they did not do any damage. So those are Meaning they didn't change any They did not change the votes. They did not change any of the databases, but they actually managed to get past and get into the house, so to speak. That seems like the most alarming uh, threat indeed. And I think when Rogers is talking about Russians are up to it again, he's also talking about that the last element of it, which is the entities are able to actually get through state election security systems and, you know, uh, get past them to even perhaps voting machines. Right. And we know that the uh, social media companies, Facebook, Twitter and the like, are they taking steps to prevent it from happening again? There has been some effort by Facebook to clamp down on um, uh, the they've done redone their algorithms so that some of these very inflammatory posts don't show up on people's posting. But on Twitter, actually, it's very easy to get around. They can keep creating new accounts. And, and so there are a couple of think tanks here in Washington 
that are tracking as many as 600 different Russian uh, Twitter accounts that are just inflaming every day. They pick up whatever is the latest uh, breaking news in the United States, whether it's the gun control or whether it's uh, any other topic, and they continue to inflame public opinion by taking you know both sides of the uh, issue. So if Russia is up to it again, do we know what they want? Are they hoping to bolster President Trump again by uh, backing congressional candidates who support him? Well, I think like Senator War Mark Warner, uh, the Democrat, uh, the top Democrat in the Senate Intelligence Committee has been saying, and several other lawmakers and experts have said, the main motive is to cause more confusion and panic and basically try to erode the trust that Americans have in the political institutions, in the uh, system of democracy. And I, I reported a story yesterday talking about how state election officials don't have the kind of money they need to bolster their security. And in the context, I heard a couple of people say all they need to do, all the Russians or whoever else is trying to interfere in the elections need to do is to undermine even a local district election. And, and that will then cause people to think, the voters to think that their votes don't matter or that everything is corrupted. So the states are saying we can't do this on our own. We can't protect our election systems on our own. Correct. And uh, states, um, I mean, I, I spoke one to a computer security expert who said states basically run very um, outdated systems, some of them still running Windows XP machines with that Microsoft has stopped supporting. And they need, actually, states need a lot of money. And so there are a couple of uh, uh, bills in and proposals in Congress where uh, the Democrats in particular are saying we need to, this Congress needs to provide more funds to states between now and the November election so that some of those security measures and upgrades can be done. Right. That's interesting because after, or of course, the 2000 presidential election, which came down to Florida and the hanging chads, Congress uh, created a fund, right, to help the states. And now there's been talk about getting rid of that. Um, well, actually, uh, I don't think they're talking about getting rid of it. So in, the, in that particular legislation they're talking about, it's called the uh, Help America Vote Act. And so Congress authorized a pool of about $3 billion to improve uh, the voting systems. And there's, I'm told, still $350 million that is unspent in that pool of money. And now there are some Democrats who are trying to get that money appropriated as soon as possible. And in addition, Democrats in the House, at least, are also proposing that Congress set aside another $1 billion this year to improve security and improve the stability of election systems. But it still remains unclear how soon that money will flow. And because yesterday I spoke to Connie Lawson, who is a, uh, the, uh, the, the chairman of, chairperson of the National Association of Secretaries of State. So this is all the secretaries of state who oversee elections. And she said no state election official is going to change anything just three, four months before a major election. So all of this we're talking about needs to happen by June, July for the states to make take the action and do the correction and fix uh, their systems. Well, back to Admiral Rogers. Did he give a sense of what he could do, given authorization to fight back? Well, we must remember that uh, Admiral Rogers wears two hats, which is he's a director of the National Security Agency, uh, which is the electronic, uh, you know, eavesdropping, and also does all of the uh, exploits, so to speak, trying to figure out how to break into other computer systems around the world. And he's also the head of the Cyber Command. Now, it's unclear in the open sessions uh, that he participated in 
how many of the tools that he's talking about are on the NSA side of things and what kind of authority he needs to be able to use some of those tools and then use it on a cyber command side of things. Uh, I'm assuming that some of that was discussed in the classified session, but that's what he alluded to, that he needs specific authority that if given those authorities, he can try to stop some of these attacks emanating at origin. Um, it's probably fair to say that we have not opted to engage in some of the same behaviors that we are seeing. So defensive measures, but what about offensive? Uh, could he deter Russia by attacking their computer system? I would, I would definitely expect that the United States has the capacity to deter Russia at, at origin. I mean, we've seen from uh, the special counsel Robert Mueller's indictment that there is a whole quote-unquote factory in Russia where people are being employed and millions of dollars being spent to attack and to you know, cause confusion in the United States. And I can't imagine why the United States, with all the capacity it has, cannot shut down that operation or somehow disable that. You mentioned Robert Mueller, the special counsel who was appointed last year to investigate Russian interference in the 2016 election. Uh, last month, he indicted 13 Russians. What was the charge? Well, um, a bunch of charges basically, uh, you know, trying to cause confusion and conspiracy against the United States and also, um, you know, fraud relating to visa traveling in the United States. But, I mean, as we all know, these are Russian individuals and citizens, and it's highly unlikely, almost zero possibility that they actually get, you know, face prison terms or see a jury. So why bring the charges then? Well, I think it was a move on the part of Mueller uh, to publicize the findings that he has until date, because I think if you remember, a Congressman uh, Representative Adam Schiff, who is the top Democrat on the House Intelligence Committee, had been voicing some concern that they, the, whatever Mueller finds may not become public because he reports to the Deputy Attorney General and he needs to provide all the information to him and the Justice Department would then take, make a decision on what to publicize. So this sounds to me like a move where Mueller, by indicting these individuals, was able to present all of these um, findings in a public uh, fashion. Okay. Well, let's look at what Congress has done in terms of cybersecurity. They did pass a law in 2015, which Barack Obama signed, the Cybersecurity Information Sharing Act, which aimed to increase cooperation between the private sector and the government to deter hackers. Do we know anything about how that's been implemented and whether it's making any difference? Um, that has been implemented um, uh, in a large measure. So, what, I mean, that is somewhat slightly different from what we were talking about. I mean, that basically was to take, for example, companies in the financial banking sector and chemical industry, energy, um, power sector, and so on. Um, these are private entities, and these are also major targets of cyber attacks. And the, the idea behind the legislation was the United States government, because of the Cyber Command, because of the National Security Agency, is aware of a lot of those attacks on the origins. And the idea was to pass that information on to these private entities so they can then be on guard and protect their systems. So that already is happening. And the additional aspect to that, which the Obama administration, as it left last year, uh, in sorry, I have to say in 2016, added was the element of uh, the state election network being declared a quote-unquote critical infrastructure. So the Department of Homeland Security now is in the process of bringing together all the private contractors, entities, state government officials who are involved in the election operation 
and trying to get them to you know fill them fill them in with information on the potential attacks and how they can protect themselves. Okay. Gopal, you mentioned that Democrats want to spend more money on state election security. Is there any other legislation in the works that's of significance? I'm not aware if uh, there are other pieces of legislation. I'm sure there's discussion going on. um, And I was told just by a couple of sources that uh, one of the things that the minority leader in the House, uh, Nancy Pelosi, is trying to do is to bring um, aspects of this legislation onto the omnibus bill so that the money can flow to the states faster. So in the process of that discussion, there could be other elements that could be added by the majority, it's likely. What about the sanctions legislation? Congress last year passed a bill to boost sanctions on Russia. Has that been implemented? It has not been implemented um, yet. And so this is something that members of Congress uh, of both parties have been complaining that the administration has been dragging its feet um, on fully implementing the legislation um, as Congress intended. So to answer your question, no, it's not been fully implemented. Right. And we know Trump was, uh, President Trump was skeptical of that legislation. He didn't think it would do any good, that it would push Russia and China and North Korea together, make them make them closer allies. Um, but nonetheless, he signed it. But he did sign it with lots of caveats. So in the actual execution of the legislation, both the State Department and the Department of Treasury have been pretty much dragging their feet on how they actually implement it. We're not just talking about U.S. elections here. There was a report today from the House Science Committee that Russia has been trying to tinker with U.S. energy market. You're exactly right. And that was actually a very shocking uh, uh, finding or a report uh, that also, interestingly, we should note, it was issued both by the majority and the minority together. I mean, this is something that the Democrats on the committee have been uh, raising for a while. And uh, and the report was actually signed on to by the uh, Republicans as well. And as I mentioned earlier, there was like hundreds of Russian Twitter accounts, uh, bots, if you will, um, that, you know, drive debate on both sides of any topic. And in this particular report, um, it highlighted the fact that there were a, a bunch of Russian uh, Twitter accounts that were, uh, you know, uh, advocating on behalf of uh, the Keystone Pipeline and the Dakota Access Pipeline, and also talking about at the same time about, you know, environmental concerns that were raised by both of these projects. We mentioned the Robert Mueller investigation and the indictments he's been bringing. The House and Senate committees in both have been looking at Russian interference as well. Do we know anything about how those investigations are progressing? Well, we do know that uh, the House uh, Intelligence Committee's investigation has been um, seriously crippled um, and bogged down because of the differences between the committee's chairman, Devin Nunes, um, and uh, the uh, in the way that he has been conducting that uh, investigation, uh, there has been dueling memos pointing to underlying the FBI warrant on a former Trump campaign advisor and so on. So it's likely that the House Intelligence Committee's investigation will probably not be um, completed in time for it to be you know useful in any uh, serious fashion. But on the other hand, we have to say that the, uh, the Senate Intelligence Committee seems to be working in a much more bipartisan, uh, cooperative fashion, and both uh, the chairman of the committee, uh, Senator Richard Burr, and the top Democrat, uh, Mark Warner, have said they will issue a report sometime later this year. And we also should note that that committee has said that they will issue a report, most likely sometime this month, in the month of March, that will lay out the kind of danger they see to the electoral system in the country and what steps uh, states and the federal government uh, should be taking. 
All right, Gopal, thank you very much for the update. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. I am Sean Zeller. Thank you for joining us. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and on NPR One. And please rate us on iTunes. For more on this and other stories, visit RollCall.com or find us on Twitter at CQNow or at RollCall.